Welcome to the Aquarium Dilemmas podcast. I'm your host, Science Gal Aquatics. I'm Carrie, and this is my co-host, Jesse. And welcome to today's episode, going into setting up a new tank. Yes, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. It's been really fun discussing different topics. It's been fun. If you've been with us for a few episodes, mm-hmm. we have talked about substrate. Picking out a tank size, aquarium myths, filters, and then today we're going to kind of smash all that together of how to mm -hmm. set up your new aquarium. Yeah, where to go next? Now that you've got everything picked out, you kind of know where you're going and maybe kind of help you along with what to do next and what's important and what you need to know and what I wish I would have known just to kind of help you go go from there. Yeah. Share mo- some tidbits of information that would have been helpful just to kind of set me up in the right direction instead of learning a few hard lessons. But now that we've talked about substrate and filters and tank size, how do you get it all set up and cycled and why that's even important and mainly why you're not supposed to put fish in a brand new tank. And I feel like that's a major problem for new fish keepers. It's it's exciting to go to the store and pick out your tank. And I can see why. I mean, I've done it in the past. You want to get everything that day and enjoy it, but you should not do that. And instead of just telling you you shouldn't do that, I kind of want to discuss and help you kind of know a little bit more behind the reason why you're not supposed to do that. Besides today and all of us in general, just always been in a hurry to do everything all at once. It's very exciting. They <laughs> hype you up that, oh, yeah, you could you can get this, do this, you could do all this in 24 hours. Well, well that's not exactly true. Once you know the process, I feel like it's easier to speed things up and kind of, I wouldn't say cut corners. That's kind of a really bad way to put it. But there's, once you know the rules and why you do things, it is easier to know how you can speed the process along. But there's several different ways. There's some that I feel like is a little bit, well, a whole lot a bit better than others. But there's there's quite a few different ways that you can start once you've added water to your tank, there's some ways to jump to go start. From, yeah, there's some ways to go from there. So let's talk about it. A- absolutely. There's ways to jump start it. But number one, coming from the person that is the novice. I am the novice to this duo. I'm hoping in this moment that I've taught you well. <laughs> At least Googled well and learned from, there's all different ways that you can, learning from this podcast hopefully is one of them, but you can do plenty of research. There's plenty of information that can help you along, videos, blogs, there's just all different ways now and I feel like it's much easier to find the answers you're looking for. But we're going to give you Mm -hmm. the absolute... Tried and true tips. 
This is this, <laughs> from our this, point of view, at least. <laughs> yes, this is the tips that from me. They're like get started already. <laughs> from me, the beginner, not knowing anything about mm-hmm. cycling water, mm-hmm. and I will explain everything in layman's terms because that mm-hmm. is how I understand things. Well, and kind of first. One of, I don't know if it's an epiphany or what it is, but even just understanding the difference between drinking water that's safe to drink and your fish tank water that's not so, I wouldn't drink it at all. So kind of even that process of, I didn't understand, and even now there's still plenty more to understand, but there is a process that occurs that... You need to know about. Yeah. You absolutely need to know about. And so take I, it away, Jesse. And I didn't know anything about this. And well, is, for a long time, I didn't either, and that's why I had so many problems. And you often hear, and i it's a question I a lot of times get asked by people that I know in in person and through friends of friends where they're like all my fish are, are dying and i asked them when where when did you get your tank they're like oh just a few weeks ago well there's a reason why you're having problems and if you don't understand the process that's probably why your fish are dying in the beginning yeah or why are my fish going mm-hmm. to the top gasping for air mm-hmm. that it it is something as simple as cycling your water mm-hmm. and it's just your water has to mature mm-hmm. it really does and i am going to break it down in the way that i understand it and science gal carry will bust <laughs> in at any moment i might and, be science and, gal but there's and 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 throw me for a you loop. You do quite well. When we were talking about this topic, I was like, "Wow, I hope I taught you well." <laughs> Look at that. Throw me for a loop, but <laughs> however, if you are new to this, if you're old school <laughs> to this, then you're going to know a well, mu- a bunch of these tips. <laughs> however, it's always of, good to there's refresh. There's a lot of variations to these but the way i look at it and perceive it you go to the fish store you are brand new you pick up your brand new aquarium setup so you got your 20 long and Mm -hmm. you got all your stuff so you got your Mm -hmm. brand new filter your brand new tank all that you take it home you light comes with it everything take it home you set it up where you want it Mm -hmm. you've already picked out your gravel and hopefully, if you've been listening to any episodes, maybe some plants. <laughs> and some sand, too. <laughs> you've picked everything up. What are we going to do? Well, you put all that in there. Get everything you want in there. Plants, if you're going more of the cichlid route or any other fish that will pretty much destroy plants or eat them. Then you just have substrate and a filter. So well, you can have aquarium decorations. Yeah, too. you can have even. Pla- but we'll get. You can we'll have get pla- there. You can have. That's a very good point. You can have plastic plants in there because that will come into factor in a little uh-huh. bit. Next thing you know, 
All right. So you get everything set up. We're going to add the water. Mm-hmm. If you're going to add tap water or RO water, doesn't matter. RO water just means distilled water. That's all mm-hmm. it means. You have to remineralize, put minerals back into it. But starting off, a beginner, they're not going to have... They might. I'm not going to say never, but they probably are using water out of the tap. But continue. So if you're going to use water out of the tap, (laughs) that is absolutely perfectly fine. Uh Use that tap water. Absolutely. Put it in the tank. But knowing you're going to need to use a dechlorinator. Mm -hmm. The reason to use your dechlorinator, in my mind, is Every municipality all throughout this wonderful country and everyone else abroad uses something to keep bacteria out Mm -hmm. of their water. And chlorine does that. Mm -hmm. So it will not allow any bacteria to grow. So you want to use a dechlorinator. There's... Four or five of them on the market. There's probably even more than that. But we have our favorites. (laughs) Yeah, that you can get, and it will take the chlorine and the chloramines out of the water. Mm -hmm. And that is how I think about it. So you start with water, and it's zero. Mm -hmm. Nothing. No good bacteria, no bad bacteria. And the important to probably mention, usually most water is close to somewhere around a neutral pH. So it might be like ideally probably a 7.0, but I'm sure there's some that's like 7.2. But you, it's usually... Yes, generally a 7 of some sort. But that's important to mention too. You do want... A pH of seven. seven. You want a pH of seven. So use that dechlorinator, whatever brand you prefer mm-hmm. or is recommended to you by your local fish store. You go ahead and you use that for your volume of water. Get that water in the tank. It's awesome. There it is. Now we are on a neutral playing field. Mm-hmm. Now that we're on a neutral playing field, the only thing left in that water, if it's tap water, is the dissolved minerals. So it could mm-hmm. be, like for us, it's calcium. We have mm-hmm. a lot of calcium in our water. Mm-hmm. For other people, it could be other things. It It's totally dependent on your area. Yes, there's hard water and soft water, but generally. So, and the next thing... To do when you're talking about getting that dechlorinator is just go ahead and pick you up. And we don't, we're guilty of it. We don't use it very often. Is a test kit, a water test mm-hmm. kit. But if you get a master type test kit, mm-hmm. it will test for everything we're going to talk about throughout this whole episode. Yes, it does. I think everybody should have, have some kind of test, at least test strips. And in the very beginning, I tested my water all the time, all the time. But now, typically, honestly, I do test my water if it's a brand new fish tank and I've added nothing to it. And I just want to, I'm curious to see how long it takes. Or 
there's something when I'm looking at the tank, something's just not right. I'll usually test it to see where I'm standing in my my readings, but I don't I don't test my water every time I water change or I don't test my water every week just because I don't do that anymore. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with doing that if you want to do that, but I feel like the most important time to test your water when you're starting a new aquarium is in the very beginning, maybe once a week, you know, I don't know, once a month if you don't, if you haven't added, and we'll get to this, if you're not adding anything at all to the water, it's going to take a significantly larger amount of time to cycle, and I'll test my water then, but just testing it to test it. No, I don't do that anymore. I usually have to have a reason and it's either a brand new tank or something is just noticeably wrong. Well, you're ahead of the curve because mm-hmm. you have so many tanks. You yes. you can move filter media around, yes. you can move plants around. But you you can even mm-hmm. move substrate around if yes. you if you want to. And that's M- all a really good way to help you jump start your tank, but Going back to what you start, like what you were talking about, once you use your dechlorinator and you've got your water going, is there any more to that train of thought that you wanted or did you want to move on from that? Moving just a little bit forward on that train of thought Mm -hmm. is the actual cycling process when people just say, okay, we're going to cycle a tank. It's actually called nitrification. And it's really not that complicated. I feel there, like it's an intimidating process to get started. If you're a new fish keeper and you're just going and you wanted to pick out some colorful little fish and you just want some kind of cute little aquarium and you know nothing about it and someone all of a sudden tells you, oh, you need to go learn about this nitrogen cycle thing and cycle a tank and do all this i feel like yes once you've read about it and you understand it a little bit more it is like a little bit more on the simpler side of things but going into it with fresh eyes i feel like it can be an overwhelming intimidating thing to like sit there and learn about but once you take it in steps and you understand the reason Behind each step, I feel like it just gets easier to understand and a little bit more exciting to learn about. And the whole part of the aquarium that you don't even see, it's all microscopic, is still just as e- equally as interesting to learn about than the part that you can actively see. Each part I can appreciate for active, like different reasons, but know that it's there. And until someone tells a new fish keeper about that, them constantly battling with going to the fish store, getting new fish, coming home, having them all die, maybe being able to keep one or two and then going back, bringing something else home that you like and you fall in love with and then all of them but one or two die and you don't understand and you have no idea, that will really burn out someone who's new to the hobby because you can't get attached to anything because they're constantly passing away and you don't understand that. Well, you got a whole nother episode there about getting stuff from from the stores. They could be sick too. Mm -hmm. But however, 
Yes, there's a, but I feel like that is a large, there's always a large chance that they can have something that makes them sick. But one of the biggest challenges that burn out new fish keepers is just not understanding certain things. And some of it, yes, is very difficult and it's really hard to figure out. But when it comes to new fish and a new tank and why they're passing away, I think that this is a significant reason behind it. No, it's a huge, huge, massive reason. (laughs) And they're like, get to the point. (laughs) No, it's a massive reason. And if if you go to a local fish store and they tell you that you can cycle a a brand new tank Mm -hmm. in 24 hours with no added other added media that's from another tank or or plants from another tank or substrate from another tank that already have, which I will get into, beneficial bacteria mm-hmm. on, you are being told a very severe lie. Mm-hmm. Well, let's kind of take it back. Like, what's ways to get your tank started? There's the do-nothing method that over time, it takes a long time, especially if it's a larger tank. But... Well, if goes... you just put your substrate in there, it's fresh out of the bag. You rinsed it off. You got it all in there. It's looking good. You got your aquarium decorations. You got your filter going. But it's the first day you haven't added any bacteria because you didn't know. You got your filter and... running. You got your lights on. Yeah. It is. Gonna... It's going to take some time. But it will naturally start to produce. The water will break down because mm-hmm. after... Mm-hmm. Using the dechlorinator, you will allow that water to grow mm-hmm. bacteria. Yes, once all of that chlorine and chloramine is out of the water and it's not able to eat all of the bacteria that you're trying to grow, it's naturally just going to occur that you're going to have... And with the light on... Yes, and with keeping- oxygen getting introduced to your tank through your filter it's the bubbling of the water like all that stuff it's naturally it's just gonna take a long time but there's also you can add and the way i always did it i did not know why when i was a kid i would set up my tank it would be fresh it would be new everything would have (laughs) that's all squeaky cling and i would add a a fish flake like here every couple of days, once a week, whenever I remembered, I just would always just add some fish food and that will naturally break down and produce some ammonia in your tank. And then you can start from there and going. But also you can add, if you have another tank set up, you can add plants. That bacteria is going to grow on the plants. You can add substrate. You can even add new plants. You can, you can add, add new plants straight from the store. Mm-hmm. That That is very helpful. It's just mm-hmm. more surface area yes, for, for that beneficial yes. bacteria to collect on. Mm-hmm. So what happens is if you were to just throw your fish... Mm-hmm. straight into your tank. Let's well, let's say-, say you go to the fish tour and you buy a handful of guppies and you bring them home and you set up your tank. And as you set up your tank, your fish are in the fish bag watching you and it's fresh and you throw them in there. Well, all you're doing is immediately introducing nothing. But as I talked about earlier, 
when you start out with that water, you've dechlorinated it. The good and bad column are even. Mm-hmm. Now, the bad column is going to go way up mm-hmm. because the fish, they're going to poop. They're going to pee. They're going to breathe and breathe and excrete. Mm-hmm. And those pollutants are going to build up. Yes. And there is no other bacteria in that water on the good column to counteract all the bad that they're putting in. And bad, by when I say bad, I mean ammonia. Mm-hmm. And when you put ammonia into the water, that is very, very toxic mm-hmm. to the fish. Yes. This is in a small glass box. And when it is in a contained area, this is not a river or a stream. It has nowhere to dissipate. Mm-hmm. So you have this box full of X amount of ammonia. You need it to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, that ammonia can only break down with a little bit of good bacteria. So, and all that bacteria can build up on your substrate, mm-hmm. in your filter. Yes. And on your plants, or any other decor, whether it be live plants or just plastic plants, that could all collect on any of those surfaces and even the glass. Mm -hmm. That way, there is something to start to break down that ammonia. And this is where the testing your water comes in whether you're doing it by adding a f- one fish or you're doing it the way that is less harmful to the fish of adding some fish food mm-hmm. some sort of waste that will decompose and when that waste decomposes that's what produces the ammonia mm-hmm. and then you need something to eat that ammonia mm-hmm. and that's the beneficial bacteria yes And a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people, I shouldn't say that, but I know in the beginning I was guilty of not really, it's just nitrifying bacteria, but technically there's two, there's two different stages to that. So you've got your fish waste or your fish food and it's breaking down. So your first part's going to be, and I I probably am going to pronounce it wrong, but you got your nitrosomus bacteria. That's when mm-hmm. your ammonia, when Once you have, you that, have bac- that, would you have that mm-hmm. bacteria, it is taking ammonia from ammonia to nitrite. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I- in school, mm-hmm. you learned, I because, what is it? I, I don't know. I before E? I don't know. Well, I just refer well, to in, it. In, in this equation, I before A. Yes. I before A. Mm-hmm. And I know the difference between the two, but I get them highly confused when I try to pronounce them. So for me, the first one is NO2. <laughs> yeah, it's I before A. When you have the first uh-huh. bacteria, uh-huh. it That's will... That's that first state. It will break, take your ammonia mm-hmm. from ammonia to nitrite. Mm-hmm. And when it takes it I. from there... <laughs> then nitrite mm-hmm. is still very toxic to the yes. fish in quantity. Yes. It is very toxic. 
Yes. And you need that level to go down. Mm-hmm. It's a, I would say it's very toxic, yes. It's not as toxic as the ammonia, but no. it's still toxic. Yes. Your, your <laughs> fish will come up to the top of the surface mm-hmm. and go, help me. Yeah. And they will be usually, I see them in that new tank's. When I didn't really know what was going on, they were doing some gasping at the surface. They didn't look too good. Their fins were probably a lot a bit clamped. <laughs> and they just, you didn't see them moving around. They were at the surface. They were noticeably lethargic. So that's just something to look for. But that's but your that's, first stage yes. of nitrifying bacteria, mm-hmm. which means your tank is starting mm-hmm. to cycle. Yes. It is almost there it's almost there so if you're testing your water you're gonna see first off that spike in ammonia and then and everything else will be down and then you're gonna see your nitrite with an i yeah, in o2 gonna, that's gonna, gonna spike that's gonna spike mm-hmm. and your ammonia is gonna start to drop oh yes it's gonna start to drop and that means you got the first stage mm-hmm. of bacteria out mm-hmm. of the way it's still not good. No. Slightly it's... better than ammonia, but still not good. And then mm-hmm. and then when you step one more stage into it, mm-hmm. you get the nitrospira, which mm-hmm. turns the nitrite into nitrate, which is a lot more tolerable for the fish. What and... did you call it? I thought it was I always pronounced it in my head nitro how do I even pr- nitrobacter? Yeah, they call it two different names. Oh, well, good to know. <laughs> How did you say it? Nitrospira. Oh, well, there and you it, go. It takes nitrite into nitrate. Pronunciation is not my forte. <laughs> and once it once it takes over, uh-huh. your nitrites will yes. drop and your nitrates will go up. Yes. So. Once you get your ammonia and your nitrite to drop down to basically zero, mm-hmm. and your nitrate is going mm-hmm. up with the A. And O3. <laughs> yeah, which means I, I before A. Uh-huh. So once you get to that A, mm-hmm. you're A in a good place. Yes. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> you're in a very good place because then... Guess what? If you are using live plants, which if you've listened to any episode, your plants love nitrate. Yes, that will and they make will them help suck a large portion of that out of your tank. Mm-hmm. They will they, eat it. They up. will help you with that. Yes, and the only way to get rid of this is the least toxic form, but it will still over time build up and not be good for your fish either. But the only way to get rid of that is to either have live plants that will help you out to get rid of it or water change it out. Yes, and you will still have to water change it out. You still you cannot th- just a, a top bit, it off. You no. can't just top it off and expect it. It will dilute, but it will still be there. Yeah, you. that's a big disclaimer. You will mm-hmm. still have to do a weekly water change, mm-hmm. but it will not be... As large of a percentage. Mm -hmm. And if you are testing your water, you will notice that the percentage as your beneficial bacteria builds will pretty much destroy the ammonia, the nitrite, Mm -hmm. 
as fast as they are produced. Mm-hmm. And then you can just once a week or every two weeks, depending on the size of the tank, you can easily change out that nitrate. Take a little bit of water out of the tank, put new in, do a 10%, 20%, depending on the size of the tank and the amount of fish you have in the tank. Mm-hmm. That is that is a big deal. If this mm-hmm. is a huge loaded community tank and you've decided that you're going to have 50 fish in it and no plants or... And it's just substrate and plastic decor. You're going to have to do a little bit more of a water change to get that nitrate out. Yes. But keep in mind, you can't just, again, top it off and call it good. You've got to take some out and put some back in. Yes. Correct. Absolutely correct. A hundred percent. And another thing to keep in mind, too, is the basic fundamental part of if you're going to have a successful tank or not is based on how good your bacteria colony is in your fish tank. If you don't have a good nitrifying bacteria colony built up, then you're just not going to ever have a tank that's going to be successful. It's it's going to, you're going to be con, I wouldn't say never, I guess, but you're going to be really working you're against gonna, yourself. You're going to be constantly in up and, <laughs> and downs, downs. Yeah. Up and downs, up and downs. Mm-hmm. Things will work well and for a while why, and then mm-hmm. everything will crash and yes. then things will go great and then everything will crash. You don't, and that's important reason why you don't want to constantly just overclean your tank. You don't want to constantly be taking out all your bacteria all the time. It's not only like knowing why we have it and knowing why you don't want to put fish in the tank the first day, but really like over cleaning too. You don't want to do that. You don't want to take all your, let's say you have media in your filter, take all that and rinse it out all the time and sh- aquarium vac everything and just well, constantly you- clean. Like I've done in the past, I've been guilty of that and I've really destroyed some well if you rinse to hit on that point real quick and i won't take much time on this if you take that aquarium filters out of your tank you pull them out you take them to the tap water Mm -hmm. and you rinse those out you've just rinsed them in chlorine water and Mm -hmm. you've just killed every bit of good bacteria that you have worked for weeks to build up. Yes, because that's what's going to stop that bacteria to grow because you just rinsed it. And you can squeeze it off in some old tank water and that's okay. But you you want to let – having some algae you get in that your sludge tank. off. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You get that sludge off. If there's but, a little bit of film built up and it's kind of looking gross mm-hmm. to you, pull it out. When you do your water change, dip it in that water change bucket mm-hmm. and squeeze it off real good. Guess what? But that you, even bacteria in that, is still going to be in that yes. media. Yes, but I was guilty of never wanting to see algae. Algae was my enemy. I hated it. And now I've learned to know that it's kind of a fish keeper's friend. You don't have to constantly just get rid of everything. You don't have to make everything squeaky clean. You just don't. Well, just gravel vacuum the mm-hmm. bottom of the tank. 
People say, okay, let's gravel vac this tank and just disturb everything. Mm-hmm. No, just take the heavy waste mm-hmm. off the top of that gravel. Mm-hmm. All that other bacteria that has settled down into those rocks or that sand way down in there. That mm-hmm. is all very, very good for your tank. Mm-hmm. It is actually what is keeping your tank balanced. Yes, because anytime you do anything significantly, drastically different to your tank, you're going to affect that bacteria colony, whether you're changing the substrate out or adding a bunch of new fish or even taking a bunch of fish out. Either way, it's going to affect your colony of bacteria. Well, and that's another myth right there, that bacteria, the bacteria is in your water column. And I was guilty of that. When I first it's started, not. when I first started keeping fish and going through all this and learning what I was doing and discovering the nitrogen cycle and everything, I thought when I started a tank, you took some of your old fish tank water and you move that over to your tank. And that's not true. You want to take your bacteria is going to grow on everything in your tank, not your water. So your filter, your substrate, your plants, probably I would say even on your fish too, like just your heaters, just any decoration, plastic plants, real plants. It doesn't matter. Anything that has a surface surface area to Inside your tank is going to be able to grow a bacteria. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And the main thing to get out of this podcast, in Mm -hmm. my opinion, is to, you're the new fish keeper or even the old fish keeper. Mm -hmm. If you're the old fish keeper, yeah. If you got a tank that's got way too much stuff in it, Move some of that old stuff into that new tank. If you're a brand new fish keeper, put everything you want to put in that tank Mm -hmm. besides your fish to start to cycle Mm -hmm. it. That way, you have that much more surface area for all that bacteria Mm -hmm. to grow. And there's no magical time frame either. It's They say... Four to six weeks, or you hear two weeks, you hear these magical numbers, and you're not going to know until you test your water and find out. It's your tank specific, it's going to take its specific amount of time for that particular tank. You could have two identical fish tanks in your fish room, and they might cycle at two different rates depending on again like just the that different depends on filter yes lighting. so there's no i wish there was like a fish tank fairy that would come down and be like poof you're cycled be gone good luck but that's not the case there's no magical it just takes some time and patience is hard and that's one thing that you need as a fish keeper so you've got to whether you're doing nothing and you want to take whatever months to cycle through naturally or you want to do fish food gradually over time to build that up or i don't necessarily want to add fish like a couple of small throwaway fish and just let them do their thing and help cycle the tank i prefer to just add some old substrate from another tank or a filter or some media from another filter but if you don't have that i feel like adding plants and some fish food every like once a week and 
not tons either, like a flake or two and let it go for some time and test your water once a week or if you have the time. Feed it like you would feed one fish. Yeah. Feed it like you would feed one fish. Mm -hmm. And go from there. But even like, and I've even been guilty of this too, like rushing things just because I move a sponge filter over or seeded media from a filter to another tank it's not instantly cycled either it takes some time and if i have a large colony of guppies in that tank and i want to start a new tank i don't add even though i'm adding good bacteria to that tank i'm not going to add tons of guppies i might add that good filter media with all that bacteria and add one or two guppies and slowly over time if my bacteria is there and everything's good and it can you know keep up keep up and sustain that amount of guppies because yeah your bacteria replicates fast if you move that over you're gonna have double the bacteria the next day but it takes some time so even though it you're adding that good bacteria and that's super helpful to immediately start off with it's not immediately cycled either and it's not immediately ready for a tank full of fish and i don't feel that a brand new hobbyist even though it is throughout all the media mm-hmm. youtube instagram everything all the outlets that you can find anything about the aquarium hobby. I don't feel like that most, and I wouldn't personally, brand new, very first fish tank, you're going to go out and buy live nitrifying bacteria and bottled ammonia Mm -hmm. to try to speed up the process. Because then you're going to get into, and that is what we've talked about this whole time, ammonia has to be a present, and then your nitrifying bacteria will eat the ammonia. Mm-hmm. You can buy both of these mm-hmm. products. Yes. You might as well buy yourself a really good test kit and stay on top of it. Every day or every other day, because if you get outside the parameters on your ammonia, it will, it will kill your nitrifying bacteria Mm -hmm. and vice versa. You can overdo the nitrifying bacteria to where there's no way that it'll just, the, it'll just eat every ounce of ammonia all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a fine line and a fine balance, and that's one of the challenges of being a fish keeper is trying to have that perfectly balanced, well-seasoned, beautiful, crystal clear community tank with beautiful colored fish. But it's so easy to disrupt it. Like if you change the substrate and everything kind of gets jumbled up or you add fish too quickly and you don't have that bacteria ready to sustain it. It's just, there's a, it's a bunch of challenges, but it's patience. And once you master it or get an understanding of it, it does make more sense and it does become easier, but there are some challenges in the beginning. Oh, for sure. And, I mean, the ultimate takeaway from this is 
cycling your aquarium. Mm -hmm. You're going to start out in the zero column of good and bad. And you want, you're literally playing Mother Nature mm -hmm. in your little glass box. Your little ecosystem. Yep. You're playing Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. You want to get that balance. And the only way to get that balance is through time and trial and error, but mostly to let the time do its thing. Mm -hmm. Let the good and the bad column even out. And when yeah. they get to that perfect level, whether it's one week, two weeks, six weeks, or even maybe longer, depending mm -hmm. on what you're doing, once it gets there, your fish are going to have a happy ecosystem that you will only have to water change once a week, maybe. Mm -hmm. Take a little water out, add a little water. Well, if you have guppies and it's a 50, like my 55 gallon, it's very planted guppy tape. The fish have a very low bioload and those plant, it's very heavily planted. So if I don't necessarily have to do the water changes like I do on one of my other guppy tanks that's not as heavily planted because there's more working for me. It, the tank itself is kind of running itself. And one of the things to remember too is if you don't want to overfeed your fish because if you over, even overfeeding your fish can kind of disrupt things because it can make a huge mess and you're going to have an ammonia spike because all of that food is going to break down. Your tank's probably not ready for it. And it's going to have a swing the other way. So even knowing like, why you don't want to overfeed your fish even goes into maintaining a healthy nitrifying bacteria colony too. There's, it's a fine line and a fine dance and a fine balance of things between feeding, turning your lights off. Because, yeah, you want to have... A pH of a seven, maybe a little closer to eight, but ideally around a seven. You want your tank. And that's for most fish. And uh -huh. the pH of seven well, it and is, is for the nitrification cycle yes. alone. But if you, you have specialty fish, they will require yes. a lower pH. But to make your tank and your water actually cycle, a pH of seven is yes, perfect. and the heat, the temperature of your tank. There are certain parameters that you want to maintain. You don't want it to be really, really hot or really, really cold. You don't want to be below sixty-five mm -hmm. or above eighty-five uh -huh. for all the proper mm -hmm. bacteria to grow in and the beginning. And you want to make sure your bacteria will grow nicely with the lights on. But you have to have a period where your lights are off, too, for it to be healthy and grow. But the most important thing to remember is the health of your tank, the success of your tank in the future. Everything really does rely on knowing that nitrogen cycle and knowing why you need that nitrifying bacteria in your tank. Because if you don't understand that and have that, then you're just not going to have very good success in the future. You're going to constantly battle things. And going back to the overall question of why 
you don't want to add fish to your tank the first day is because you're going to have some a period of time where it's going to be on the toxic side of things. There's going to be some time where you just have to give it the time it needs to build up what it needs to grow. And I always looked at it when I was a kid, once I kind of understood things too, that if I saw algae growing or if I saw something in my tank that was like, okay, it's sustaining life, whether it's algae or I had a guppy in there or a snail at the time. Now, like even my plants, if they're doing good, because I don't like to start a new tank off with fish in it. I do like to add plants, add substrate, add a media from another filter and add a couple little drops of fish food or something to it to get it going. But once I saw that that tank had algae or something that was was doing well, it was thriving or growing or just not dying, then I I figured it was a good sign to add fish. But algae is not always something bad. So in a new tank, if you don't have fish in it and you see some algae growing and it's been some time, then I would take that as a good sign to test your water again and you'll probably be Be pleasantly surprised. Be ready to go. (laughs) But if you add fish that first day to a brand new tank and you haven't added anything to it to set yourself up to the for that nitrogen cycle to kick off, then your fish are probably going to be gasping. They're just not going to be living too well. You might have, out of the group that you get, one or two survive and be okay in the future, but it's just, there's ways to set yourself up a little bit better. Well, I mean, you're mimicking Mother Nature. It mm-hmm. it will clean out the weakest link, obviously, mm-hmm. and... If your parameters are so out of whack, it might kill everything or mm-hmm. it might kill everything but one. Mm-hmm. So the main absolute takeaway from this is test your water and check your I and your A. <laughs> when you get that A, you're... Mm-hmm. In a right place. You're in an acceptable place. Yes. NO2 and NO3 for me. You're going to have that ammonia spike, that NO2 spike, and then you're going to have that NO3, the nitrates (laughs) with an A, and then you're doing good. But take, take some time, feed a little bit of flake food, have some... Always have something in a tank. If you have more than one tank set up, have something, whether it's a rock or some plants growing or some media tossed in another filter. Just have something on standby ready to go so you can add a new tank. And you will, when you're ready to set up a take new tank, you'll set your, you'll thank yourself in the future. But yeah, whether it's moving a plant, mm-hmm. moving one rock moving a little bit of substrate mm-hmm. moving a little bit of media from out of the filter to the new filter changing mm-hmm. that out and you can take that filter media out of your new filter put it in in your already established tank that's already got beneficial bacteria in it nitrifying bacteria and that nitrifying bacteria will go through and just cling on to that new filter new surface area and be happy and 
ready to start tearing up that ammonia and turn it into nitrite and then turning it into nitrate. And you can easily water change it out. Yes. If not, and you're brand new, like I was a very, very short time ago, then I'm going to put fish food. My method would be to put fish food in it. I but would, not a lot. Keep in mind, when I, we I say would feed fish, it, I would like feed it a like, flake or two, you don't want to I would feed it just, like I was feeding a guppy. Yeah. I'd give it a little sprinkle. Just yeah. a sprinkle. Just yeah, a little that's sprinkle. It. And even when you do get fish going and you have your beautiful tank going, don't overfeed. Just don't do it. Because all that, again, that goes back to that pollutants. That's the bad column in my mind. Then you're raising those pollutants. Mm-hmm. As long as your good column has enough beneficial bacteria, the nitrifying bacteria that can eat it all up, you'll be fine. If not, again, the tank is going to go through a system of changes. Mm-hmm. So basically, it comes down to it. If you want to be super helpful to a new fish keeper, explain the nitrogen cycle to them. And help them out if they're new. <laughs> yeah, and it, it is not complicated, and I hope... Don't that, be scared of it. It's not difficult. I hope I explained it yes. well in my layman's terms. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we did a good job. Hopefully, even if you're not new and you're listening to this, hopefully it, it's always a good idea to refresh. It's not going to hurt anything. Going over and understanding... And even what we understand, there's always something to dive deeper into and learn it even more. So as we continue to learn, we'll share this with you and hopefully it helps because we are not perfect. We make plenty of mistakes, but the joys of this hobby is hobby is that it is exciting to learn and grow and become an even better fish keeper each day. And that's the dilemma. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to share with you. The dilemmas that all of us make, whether we Mm -hmm. meant to or not, just by accident (laughs) and learning and going, Ooh, all the, all the mistakes that I have made, (laughs) I hope to share them with you. And so you don't make them, but We'll pick this conversation back up again soon. We will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us discuss this topic that's really one of the most fundamental, most important things that you can learn in this hobby. It will help you greatly. Get you started in the right direction. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you so much. We appreciate you, and this is just so much more fun with you here, so thank you. (laughs) Until next time. Bye!